I'm Brandon Spratt. Welcome to Awaken, the podcast. I believe the most valuable gift you can give yourself and others in this world is authentic presence. When you are in your truth and you own it, you become an empowered being with the capacity to inspire others by just your presence alone. The journey to becoming a more empowered, inspired, and aware being starts right now. Hey everybody, I hope that today finds you in good spirits. If you are not on the right side of the bed this morning, then find some things to be grateful for, the roof over your head, the view out your window, and maybe you don't have the best view out your window. Close your eyes and visualize a view that you one day might want to have. It's all about the projection that goes on within our mind that we get to externally uh, project from within us. And today I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about some important words uh, and semantics that have helped me change the way I perceive life uh, as a whole. I am. These two words are one of the most important phrases I've ever discovered along my path uh, so far. Being in the I am presence creates a sense of peace and well-being that keeps me in the moment. If you stay in this moment, the I am presence, you can find happiness and inner peace. An argument always rises in the mind that says, no, I feel all kinds of emotions and this and that, and you know, just saying the words I am is not going to make me feel good, especially if I'm triggered or whatever. Well, whenever we're in a triggered state, we need to remember that we need to first check in with ourselves and see what the bigger, broader picture is. Why are we being triggered? What's going on? And do we have the ability and the awareness to see this, first of all, and then to not react to it? So that's like step number 101 in spiritual uh, development, growth, and awareness is to check into where you're reacting. And we will tend to react the most whenever we're with our intimate partners and relationships. They are the constant mirror subconscious reflecting back to us. And it almost seems like sometimes like there might be like these little jabs and pokes that they're trying to do. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case. It's just that they're reflecting back at you the subconscious processing of what's happening within you. And um, sometimes, you know, we can misperceive what's going on. Not sometimes, a lot of times if we're not in the state of awareness, uh, then we perceive things uh, the wrong way. We misinterpret our realities. <clears throat> so whenever we're in a trigger, it might not be the easiest thing to go into, I am abundant, I am peaceful, I am aware, I am prosperous, I am courageous, I am blissful, I am happy I am, whatever those words are for you, you know, whenever you're in a trigger, it might be like, I am effing pissed. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's not always the easiest uh, way to go right into the good things. And we don't want to just stay in the good feeling thoughts and the good things all the time because that just perpetuates a Pollyanna syndrome, which by all means, I'm like the number one Pollyanna in the world. I'm like, a, I have hashtagged before instantly, or not instantly, um, infinitely optimistic. Because I am. I'm always an optimist. I can always try to see the broader perspective. But there are times whenever, you know what, you just get, you get frustrated. And frustration 
is nothing other than an outlet of inputting energy that has no output. Energy is coming into you from wherever it's coming into you, from whatever mind, mental sources, thoughts come from, whatever dimension they come from, they're coming from that area. Sometimes we, not sometimes, we, we store a lot of our emotions in our gut and in our body as well. So thoughts are coming from us from the mind, from the organs, from the different cells in the body. We have to remember that water stores memory and we are mostly water. So emotions are flooding with us all the time from all these different sources within us. So with that said, with all these emotions that are coming at us from all these different angles and perspectives, if we can be able to calm ourselves just enough to see where they're coming from, what they're trying to teach us, and how to just... Uh, mantle their ammunition to where we don't have to believe the thoughts anymore but we can instead find an outlet for the energy because we can't always identify where it's coming in from but we do have the awareness and the control to be able to project it in a positive way and to be completely honest, before I was making this podcast, I was trying to figure out the audio setup, and this is all new to me in my first podcast. I, had, I really had no idea what I'm doing, and I thank God for Google, because I Googled some things, and I listened to a couple of people's example podcasts, from Shannon Elegio uh, on Soul Feed. I listened to his, and of course I listened to Oprah's and, and some of Gabby Bernstein's stuff, and um, just to get some inspiration. And... You know, it's interesting, whenever you go search for inspiration, it's supposed to inspire you. But on the other hand, where my mind goes is I see these people and they've already got 200 podcasts out there, they've, their popularity ranking is high, all this stuff, and of course when you watch Oprah you're inspired, but then you're like, damn, you know, she's, she's got a big following and whatever. So we instantly go to this like comparing mechanism within us, and that is, uh, for me, Comparison, comparing myself to others in the world around me is one of the most detrimental things that I can do to my spirit, my soul, my psychology, my well-being as a whole. When I start to compare myself to others, I'm getting out of the uh, inspirational state of which I was trying to, to get into, and then I'm being moved out of that inspiration and going into a feeling of defeat because I'm comparing. And so whenever we go and look for inspiration, uh, we need to stay in that inspired state, take action, realize that there's commitment and discipline involved. It doesn't happen instantly. And I grew up in a generation of instant gratification, press of a button, you know, electricity and electronics and technology made everything instant gratification for my generation. And while, of course, the duality and polarity of the world we live in, there's a lot of good things to technology, and then there's also the bad things, and you know, the emotional struggles that come along with it that I have faced. And so, you know, my trigger just recently, you know, I meditate a lot, I do a lot of yoga, I teach yoga, and I teach yet meditation, but that doesn't make me exempt from getting triggered. And I'm, I'm glad, I, I, I authentically can say, thank you, God, thank you, Creator, thank you, Universe, for giving me these triggers, because if I were to be walking around in this world without ever getting triggered or tested, then what lessons would I be able to teach in my classes? I would have no reference of examples to then be able to, to have material and content to be able to share in my classes. And also, what happens whenever you go to these depths and, and understand your triggers and your processes is it breeds more compassion because
then whenever you if you're in a teaching space or you're just in a talking you know dialogue with a friend you go into a state where you can see them as yourself you don't see other people as as contrast you see the conflict and differences and what feels and appears to be different but you actually sense the familiarity and the unity between you and more so than the differences all coming from the darkness or the ignorance of where we were at moments before and so while I was finding inspiration and I was starting to compare myself I was watching where my mind was going and I was replacing it I was like nope I'm gonna I'm gonna see this through I want to I want to commit to something new I want to keep my creative spirit alive and uh, this is how I'm I'm gonna do it so but but then I was having trouble with the audio the audio was glitching and I was like is this the program is this me I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how to use the software what's happening and I got really pissed for a moment like every once in a while especially when it comes to technology because of the sense of gratification I've always grown up knowing how to use it but as it evolves I've got to evolve with it and I haven't used audio software in quite a while and I literally got pissed and I got up and I said a little rant of like God can't you just make this easy for me can't you just make this like in flow can't you just like help me out a little here I'm trying to be creative I'm trying to do you know something good in the world and give back and inspire make people happy and and yet I can't even get this thing to, like, the basics to launch this thing, blah, 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 blah. I went on a little rant. But that's the difference is I, I, I recognized what was happening within me, and I got up, I took a little break, I, like, pounded my fist into my other hand for a couple of, like, like strange, like, fist pump things. <laughs> and, and I gave that frustration an outlet. I voiced it, and I let it go took a break, I took a couple of breaths, I did like a little breath work, and then I came and sat down and I said, I'm going to see through this block, I'm going to figure this out, this is an obstacle that I can overcome. And then I started getting back into my empowered sense, whereas the old me would have just like closed the laptop and walked out and been like, I'm over it, can't figure it out, I'll wait till I have the money to hire somebody to do this for me, all these things, right? Instead of just like seeing it through, moving it forward. And, uh, and thank God, you know, because now I'm here recording this and it's quite fun. So that little story is a word. Another story I want to share is why I'm actually even doing this podcast. And I've actually never thought of doing a podcast before. It was quite a foreign concept to me. I was much more attracted to the video and videography concept. And I think, you know, you'll see more content coming from me over time. But... As with all things, I had to just evaluate, you know, the technology, the equipment, the team, the things that I have right now in place and what is feasible uh, to do consistently. And video at this present moment just seems like a bit of more of an undertaking for the level of quality that I want to create. So until that can come together, I, I need to creatively express myself in the world and this is how, it's, how I'm going to do it. But this idea came to me in a dream that I had last night. And this is so cool because Oprah is involved and my grandfather who passed away a year ago is involved. Um, so it's a really awesome story. And there's another, there's another layer on it too because I got kind of triggered with a, a situation, that I, of, of a living situation that I'm in right now. I'm currently in Bali, in Ubud, and uh, I just wanted to travel the world for a little while and that's what I'm doing. And I have a friend here staying with me from India and... He's 19, he's, you know, what is that, he's 
I'm about to be 26. He's five, six years younger than I am. And uh, he's really, really smart. He's an awakened, just, you know, enlightened soul. But he's still 19. And there are just, you know, and there's cultural differences that, you know, living together, we've got to like work through and talk through and understand each other more. And I find myself getting a bit uh, uh, triggered just a little bit sometimes here and there about like how he does things and whatever. And and I just have to remember, you know, he's 19. Look at me where I was at 19. I was very bright, very smart, but I was also a little, you know, I had little quirks. You know, I wasn't, no one's perfect. You're not perfect when you're still trying to figure out the world at 19. And so um, I'm also very committed into my yoga practice. It's uh, the Kundalini yoga way of waking up at 4 in the morning and being up by 4.30 and starting your meditation and yoga practice for about two and a half to three hours. And it's a path of discipline and it's what I needed for my path. And I know a lot of people hearing that would be like, you're insane doing three hours of yoga and meditating. But it, this is just where the path has led me. It's led me to this expansion of my, of my practice in this way. And I, and I love it and it works for me. And I don't wake up every morning at 4 a.m., but I try my best to, to you know, at least three or four times a week be up uh, at that time because I truly notice the effects of that much meditating for my, my psyche, my being, my presence, all of it. And with him living here, it's been a bit challenging to wake up at that time because I'm seeing him and, you know, he sleeps in later and, uh, you know, he's not an early riser. And whenever someone is in my environment, I notice how my truth changes and shifts and I've been seeing myself get a little bit lazy <clears throat> and it's been a little hard to you know stick to my practice and stick into my commitments but here's the blessing that came with being able to sleep in because usually when we, we, we wake up at 4 a.m. we are uh, waking ourselves up in the middle of that deep REM cycle of sleeping and while most would argue that that's not a good thing and the yogic perspective, if you wake yourself up at that time and then you start doing your chanting, your meditation, your pranayama, your asana practice, it's very powerful to reprogram the psychology of the subconscious and unconscious mind. Um, and so I don't, I tend to not have a lot of dreams or, you know, I don't remember them a lot because I'm waking up at that time. And what happened, you know, with him here, I was actually getting frustrated with him being here because I'm not on my schedule and I'm like pointing the finger and I'm like, you know, noticing like where my mind is going. I can't point the finger at him. I've got to look back at myself and say, why can't I commit, right? But here's the blessing in it all. Because of the fact that I couldn't commit to this practice right now with his influence around me and me being swayed into being a little bit more lazy or luxurious with sleeping in a little bit more than usual, was that I've been having dreams. And last night I had a dream where I was at my house that I grew up in in Florida, and it was almost like a family reunion. And uh, my grandfather was in the foyer area, um, in the living room foyer area. And we were all talking, and, and he mentioned to me to be a bit kinder to my stepfather, be more unconditional, be more loving towards him, he gave me a couple of other notes too, and but at this point I was just kind of like a fly on the wall, like a spirit perspective, not really there embodied in person standing there with him. I was actually in the other room, my old room that I grew up in, and I was, I remember like, like, you know, whenever you're like with a best friend and you're on the floor and like, just like, you know, talking and chatting and it's not like really formal, but you're just like, just on the floor chatting or, I think I was reading a book or something, it was strange. 
but guess who was there with me? Oprah, of all people, Oprah was there with me, and we were talking about something deep. I can't remember, but as it would be with Oprah, it'd be something about the soul and about life, and um, it was just really inspiring uh, that part of the dream because I was like, I was aware of like, oh my god, I'm talking to Oprah in my in the room that I grew up with in my parents' home. What is going on? And uh, she, she uh, then I I got I had the awareness shift of of something like, oh, Pop Dave's here. Pop Dave is my my grandfather, my grandpa. And I was like, you gotta meet, you gotta meet Pop Dave. You gotta come with me. You'll love him. And uh, so I ran out there, and then everybody was surprised to see Oprah. And I was like, I know it's Oprah. It's the real Oprah. It's Oprah Winfrey. Can you believe it? It's Oprah. And I was getting really excited about it. And um, and then uh, then no one. I don't remember if anybody said it in the dream, but I had the thought of podcast in while I was in the dream. And then suddenly my cousin showed up and, and said a couple of things like she missed me, which gave me a you know, note to go send her a message and give her a call and say hello. Uh, but then everybody left and the dream kind of dissolved and disappeared. But here's the really interesting thing. My grandfather uh, passed away a year ago as of tomorrow, uh, January 31st. Today is January 30th on this recording. And he passes away tomorrow one year ago tomorrow. But today, January 30th, is Oprah's birthday. So how is it interesting is it that both Oprah and my uh, grandfather, who passed away a year ago, came into my dream, and, uh, and then I had this thought of making a podcast. So that is the story of why this is being created. I feel guided by spirit to create this, and... Uh, and I'm trusting the flow of it, and I'm committing to it. So I hope you enjoy um, my stories, my insights, these podcasts, and uh, I really look forward to sharing what comes through me. You know, I have written a lot of material over the course of about two and a half, three years now since whenever I uh, lost everything and became homeless and was living around in my car and lost a relationship, lost friends, lost family for a little while, lost everything. And over the course of, you know, the past couple of years, I've written a lot of material waiting for the day where I get a book deal and write and publish my books. And while I still have those ambitions, you know, I've just decided I'm going to take some of that material and I'm going to use it as content for these uh, awaken conversations, these awakening uh, podcasts. And, uh, so that's the intention of where this whole thing comes from and is going. And, you know, whenever the times come where someone inspirational shows up in my life through my travels, I'll, I'll interview them and we'll have, uh, you know, a conversation that way as well. But for now, this is uh, the first episode of Awaken. And I'm so grateful to be on this path with everybody um, Let's see this grow. Let's see this expand. Let's see this help people. And the most important intention is that uh, people receive that hope and inspiration. And don't compare themselves, but just take the appropriate action steps to feel those little breadcrumbs of accomplishment along the way, knowing that what we do has a purpose 
but how we are being in the doing is the most important of all. And that's what I'd like to help remind myself and everybody else. So with that, thank you so much. I'm Brandon Spratt, and you've been listening to Awaken, the podcast. You can follow Awaken on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every week or every other week for Awakening Conversations. Thank you for listening.